0: law enforcement today radio show i'm your host my name is john j wiley in addition to being a radio broadcaster i'm a retired baltimore police sergeant in most episodes of the law enforcement today radio show we'll be joined by special guests we'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers both active and retired their families friends and supporters We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. This episode of Law Enforcement Today brought to you by Galls.com. We're thrilled to have them on board sponsoring episodes of our podcast and radio show, sponsoring our app. And they've been in business for 50 years. 50 years serving first responders and law enforcement community. They're industry leaders. They've got a huge online catalog. Everything you could ever want. Goals.com. Check them out. Their catalog is spectacular. Everything for even like a retired guy like me to active guy like Robert. Men, women. They've got everything you could ever need. Between tactical gear, clothing, footwear, everything. Also, be sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram. We've got a very special guest on the phone calling from... a i got to be honest, Rod, I don't know where you're calling from. You're calling from Louisiana or California? Yeah, Shreve- where? yeah,
1: Shreveport, Louisiana.
0: Shreveport, Louisiana. We have television star Rod Demery, and I say that with the utmost respect, also retired Shreveport, Louisiana homicide detective. If I'm correct, uh, you did 25 total years on law enforcement before becoming a television star.
1: Right, right, exactly. Four years of uh, active military. It's
0: been a long ride. Thank you for your service in the, the military and also as, as a police. And uh, I got to tell you, before we go to the conversation, I watched an episode just recently of the show Murder Chose Me, which is on Investigation Discovery Channel. And the show episode I watched, Rod, was about a young lady who was uh, several months pregnant, who was murdered, found floating in a pond. And oh yeah, I was mesmerized by the show, not just the creative aspect and how it was presented which i think is phenomenal but i was listening to you talk in this this television show and i was like i know this guy i you sound so much like the police and the homicide detectives i worked with in baltimore it it was incredible and baltimore and shreveport are like totally different ends of the country
1: but Baltimore and uh, Shreveport are, are kind of alike, uh, other than the, obviously the size. But we deal with the different, the same type demographic, and and homicide per capita, it's a it's a, you know, above average, um, and I, I think that's um, correct because I, I I saw some Baltimore police officers and I read a uh, Baltimore homicide on this Life on the Street book uh-huh. and. I felt the same way, so I got. I feel like I know these guys because it's a, it's the same mindset, the same way of thinking, It is. the same way of doing things.
0: Even some of the language that you used was so remarkably similar to to guys I worked. With. My wife was looking back, going, "Steph, I, I talk like that. I know guys that talk just like that." It was it yeah. was so realistic. You don't get that very often in any type of television presentation or police work. So, my hats off to you and your crew.
1: Yeah, thank you. Baltimore police and and Baltimore homicide in particular, man, it's a
0: that's a, a nationwide respect.
1: I think most people, whether they admit it or not, they kind of pattern themselves after uh, Baltimore. I mean, they're um they're the real police, and it's kind of a kind of one of those things that everybody kind of loves. Yeah, so, I think everything that they've done, you know, that mentions their police
0: department has always been successful. Well, thank you. Now when I I'll tell my friends and my brothers up there that you. Uh, and accolades let's talk a little bit uh first the show you got a new season coming up this week tell us a little bit about that
1: well i think um the the new season and for me personally i I like it a little better because it's a little more hard-hitting a little more action-packed and um, some of the the raw homicides are there the realism this this season um and and, we had a great season last season but i think the fact that everyone has done it and and, you know we, we just got better i i think you know, some of the homicides are, you know, there, there's a wide variety of homicides and different um, types of homicides. And, you know, yet they're all the same. But the stores are always different in the circumstances and the people. So, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think it's a, a much, much better uh, season,
0: personally. And that's on Investigation Discovery. You can check it out. What night of the week is the show on?
1: Wednesday nights, uh, 9 Central, 10
0: Now, if you're like me, you'll just set the DVR to record, and uh, I've got to go start doing some binge-watching on the past episodes, because I've never really had a chance to watch it. Typically, with crime recreation stories, they tend to look rather... Like vanilla or tapioca pudding. It's just like I know where you're getting at, but it's just lacking substance and creativity. I didn't get that feel from Murder Chose Me at all. It's definitely got a very realistic flair to it. And by the way, a big congratulations to the young man who portrays you, the actor. I don't know his name. He does a great job. John Nicholson,
1: Nicholson, yeah, yeah, he's uh he's actually a New Yorker, but he lives in Los Angeles. I think the the realism, and, you know, obviously from, from great writing, and the producers are, are phenomenal, directors, uh, but there's a lot of input from the Knoxville Police Department in Knoxville, Tennessee. So you see real police out, and you know some of the little nuances that were kind of lost in some of the other shows, in, in the past, you can, you can see actual police officers doing actual things. So some of the, the extras, and, and in fact, some of the technical um advice is, you know as far as searching a building even or holding a holding a, a firearm coming from police so i think that kind of brings a lot to it
0: yeah i believe it does and, and it also has a, a good deal of reality when it comes to the emotional aspect and emotional betrayal of, of of you and the other officers on the scene because you've actually had at least in that one episode you had little flashes of a motion where you said I was taking the interview. Uh, the, the guy was confessing, and you know you're sitting there, and you have to be as ambivalent as possible, and almost you almost have to act like you are their buddy, their friend. And you said I wanted to choke the bleep out of the guy, and I thought <laughs> that that's exactly how I know countless police across the United States were going. I know exactly how that feels. That where you're like I want to do this, but we don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I think um, that's that's just a, a, a God-given restraint that, that police have. You know, we know that the, you know, the bigger picture, the, the end result is actually closing the case. I mean, that's, that's what it all boils down to. And I think it's that ability that police officers have, you know, and, and most police officers that I've met have that, that ability to kind of suspend whatever emotion they may have and look at the big picture, you know, it's a... Uh, it's truly a, a guy giving gift because I don't know that many people can. You know, other than most police officers, I mean, police officers just have a an uncanny way of uh, being able to suspend their emotions and, you know, getting the job done.
0: Yeah, if you're not blessed with that, you'll certainly develop it over time because you develop a thick skin and uh, almost like a suit of armor where you have to shield yourself from the the really heavy-duty negative emotional aspects of. For example, one of the things I hated doing more than anything else in police work was death notifications. Oh, yeah. And I know as a homicide detective that you did that a lot. And and our policy in Baltimore was if we got a phone call, let's say from Ohio, that someone was killed in an accident and the family needed me to be notified, we never did it over the phone. You always sent a police officer or someone to their door, no matter what time it was. And that's, I still think, the hardest thing I ever had to do because there's really... There's no book written on how to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think about it. I, I realize that that's the only part of an investigation or homicide investigation that you actually take personal because you have to you have to be there. You have to deal with the emotions, you know, and. and and just kind of be there for the person. And and as you know, it's always a different reaction. You know, some people pass out, some people grab you, some people hit you. But um, the reality is I think that's uh, the the most emotional part. And for me, it was something that motivated me because it's very difficult to look at somebody and make a notification and say, you know what, your son, your daughter, or your husband, your wife has died or or has been murdered and and not feel a certain sense of responsibility. So it works as a motivator, too, because you you, you really can't go home until you – go back and tell these people something that's going to give them a little comfort so i think probably that's i mean we can we can deal with the gory crime scenes and the bodies and and all those things that come along with it because you know we got that compartmentalized that we can just, right. you know make a piece of evidence but when you're dealing with somebody who looks at you you know looks deep into your eyes and they're hopeless and you know you really don't have anything you can give them except you know the best you can to find the person who did it so i think that's why it's probably the most difficult because you automatically i mean if you're a human you know you automatically relate to that person this is just a a human connection
0: folks we are talking with rod demery retired shreveport louisiana homicide detective u.s military veteran television star of the investigation discovery channel television show murder chose me we're gonna take a short break we'll be right back you're listening to law enforcement today
1: remember in the beginning We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free
0: life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817. 800 948 6817. 800 948 6817. That's 800 948 6817. The second annual Law Enforcement Officers Weekend is June 15th through the 17th at beautiful Lake George, New York. The second annual Law Enforcement Officers Weekend is a perfect, relaxing getaway for law enforcement officers, active, retired, and their families. Get more information about events and activities online at leoweekend.com. Enter the code LET18 at checkout for special discounts. That's L-E-T-18 at checkout on leoweekend.com. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit?
2: Low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit? Doesn't matter. No credit? Doesn't matter bankruptcy or divorce it just doesn't matter as a matter of fact your job is your ticket to your new vehicle we're auto credit express and we've helped thousands of people just like you Antonio H told us great company got me connected and the day I went in I drove off in the car I wanted 100% worth your time Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 3ignoreMyscore.com right now. That's the number 3ignoreMyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 3ignoreMyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way.
0: Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. People think that having someone who will listen makes it better. I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I think that having someone who will listen makes it better. People understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen.
2: Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to turn addiction around. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to the studios. Joining us from Shreveport, Louisiana, Rod Demery. Uh, Rod, I, I, I'm I so impressed, A, that um, I get to spend some time on the phone with you. And I'm, I'm so thankful to people at Discovery Channel for making this happen. But I'm really even more thankful that somebody had some insight to say, let's get this man and his stories, his policing stories, and let's tell them to everybody because, th- first of all, how did that happen? How'd you go from policing to being a television star?
1: Well, you know that um, the case that you talked about um, uh, with the young pregnant girl, uh, a production company was actually doing a show on her murder um, for another, another television show and I, I was interviewed on it and um, uh, there was another murder that I worked that they uh, came out and interviewed me on, and you know, a couple months later, the, the field producer uh, told me, you know, hey, I'm gonna have somebody call you that may want to talk to you about some other cases, and and honestly, before I even knew it, I was interviewing, doing sizzle reels, and flying to New York, and I think probably halfway into it, I realized I said, well, oh, man, this is gonna be actually a show about my cases, so it was uh, it was pretty phenomenal. Um I, yeah, I think that all those things come together, all those pieces come together, and, you know, you being a, a, a police, you understand, you know, that we have, a, we have an, a spirituality about ourselves that we know everything works for a reasonable plan, and I, and I think all the way up until that point throughout my life, I was being prepared to be a homicide detective, and the funny thing is, we don't realize it until after it's done, so <laughs> just fortunate enough to figure out that's what it was
0: and that's a tough tough job not just emotionally but physically many people don't realize like when they watch the show murder chose me that you may be actively working for 36 40 48 hours and then go home take a shower and then back at it maybe after a two hour nap the the grind is extreme
1: oh yeah absolutely and i and i think um You know, I took a lot of that for granted, actually. You know, I bought a house maybe 12, 13 years ago, and it wasn't until I left the police department and left homicide that I realized that I had a living room and a kitchen and all those other things because, you know, I'd come home and I'd literally just fall out and go to sleep, take a shower, and go back out. And it does. It takes a toll. um, But, you know, there's that that, that fuel. And and you and, and every other police officer knows that it's impossible to get tired, you know, and when you... When you finally get it done, then you know you're, you're just out of it. But you forget everything else, and I think that's the, the one drawback is that you kind of suspend everything else in your life because at that particular moment, working cases is is, is the only thing that really matters. You know, I, I don't I don't doubt there's a reason why there's such a, a high divorce rate or, no. or or that type of thing because you you, you can't. I mean, you, it, it's a difficult to think about anything other than that case.
0: One of the things that happened to me is that you get, I was a drug cop for many years and um, you know, I get in a surveillance and and being on a watch for long periods of time. And of course dealing with all the violence and then you come home after working 24, 26, 28 hours, you know, I'd be in mental shutdown mode and didn't want to talk to anybody. And that wasn't that I was being rude, but it turns out in the long run, I just wasn't as available as I should be, or maybe someone in another career for their spouse. I just wasn't there, even though I was physically there.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's something that law enforcement should probably start looking at, because that's exactly what it is. You you know, you kind of spend yourself emotionally and, and mentally at work, and then you go home, you just shut down. And I don't know many people understand that. And even even spouses that say they understand that, I mean, even law enforcement spouses don't understand that. But the reality is, is that, you know, your mind has to kind of reboot. And you know it's 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 really difficult. Um, you know, and the things that are important to everybody else doesn't really seem important to to you as a police officer, a narco especially, because you're you're wrapped up in that case. It's, it's a big deal. And the same with with homicide. You know, it. You know, maintaining a relationship like, you know, it's your sweetheart's birthday or something and you know, totally forgot. You know they'll call you when you're Yeah, yeah. they call you. You know, why is she so selfish, man? This person will never have another birthday. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a, it's a world that, you know, you've gotta kinda of have to balance. And I think law enforcement is starting to evolve to a point where they can actually realize that, you know, police officers need time to recharge and uh, you know we're overworked and, and we always have been. You know, it's not that we even mind it. It's I think it's probably the acknowledgement that we don't get that people probably should extend more.
0: I think you're one hundred percent right. It it was it was the little things that people said. You know, I've been thanked more for my services a police now that I've been retired all these years than ever when I worked a job. Ever.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I think people are becoming more aware of it. You know, unfortunately things like this show and, and, and a lot of the other law enforcement awareness is is starting to seep out there just a little bit you know there's always that uh, political and controversial side of it that people like to see and talk about but the reality is, is when people have more and more contact with police and they meet good police and they i mean they they, they realize what you're there for um unfortunately there's always going to be those that you know spout that venom about police and how horrible they yeah. are but the reality is is when uh things get hot they're going to call you
0: they will and we handled calls (laughs) with people we liked them or not it didn't matter we handled it and uh, like homicides it didn't matter the walk of life that the person who was murdered the murder victim it did not matter whether they were they came from Yale or jail we went after trying to find their killer just as hard I tell you what, you're
1: absolutely right, and I and I think um, one of the things that uh, I, I taught some classes at the academy before I retired, and I, and I and I said exactly those things. I said, you know, it doesn't matter who the victim is because. It's a human. And right. regardless, up until that point, it doesn't matter what they did, you know, they're, they've been a victim of crime. And more importantly, their they're surviving family has been, you know, children that got to grow up without them. So you, you owe them that. And the other thing is is that we, it, as much as people think, we don't have the luxury to, to like or dislike people. And even though sometimes police officers spout off things that seem to be biased or prejudiced in one way or the other, the reality is is that we don't care. If somebody's in trouble, we're there. And, right. you know, that's uh, it's the way it's. I think that's the way it's always been, and it's all and it always will be. You know, obviously there are some issues, but um, the reality is that you're hard to find a real police. That I mean, they'll go to the wall for a a junkie or or a millionaire. You know, they don't really care.
0: No, and what the ones that got to me the most upset were always involving children and the, the elderly people that seemed to not be able to defend themselves. Uh, that one always hit me harder than I, I'd say. Anything else? And, and child abuse cases were just brutal to deal, to deal with.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think that's because um, we we um, automatically recognize, you know, a defenseless victim, you know, someone that can't protect himself. You know, it's it's like, you know, what kind of person are you? <laughs> you know, you know, some kid doesn't know what's happening, with this, this elderly person, or you know, I always say that that police officers look babies, puppies, and and old people because you know they're they're innocent and they're defenseless, and you know, it's very difficult to find somebody that that would want to hurt somebody like that and, and have any respect for them at all. So, yeah, I, I think it's the fact that we um, naturally do it. I think that's God's uh, way of making us who we are. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you know, pick on me. You want to pick on somebody. <laughs> you know, so, yeah.
0: That takes me back to the story I watched, the episode involving the young woman who's pregnant, found murdered in, floating in a pond. And I, I got to be honest, my wife was watching the episode with me, and she was, she was aghast at the, yeah. the brutality that this young woman suffered not just during the murder but the uh, the assault that occurred a few weeks later or earlier i should say oh yeah, yeah. That, that like how how can someone and this happens all the time you know this i know this but someone listening that's never been a police go you would be amazed at the violence so-called loved ones inflicted upon each other
1: oh yeah yeah it's uh it's incredible i mean in that, in that particular case, it's like how can anyone be that brutal you know and and, and just lack any human emotion you know not even necessarily just uh, evil, but i mean it's like how do you go to that place where you're not a person anymore or you can't relate to a person, but in, in that, that case, and then that was a tough case and, and it was, and it was just that, you know, to find out all the details and listen to his, his statement. And, you know, when I, when I made that expression that I wanted to really choke him was because, you know, you, you, you can imagine this young pregnant woman saying, you know, just go away, you know, I love you and I never do this to you. It's just like pleading for your life, you know, yeah. and, and how terrifying that's gotta be. And it, it kind of makes your blood boil because, uh, the level of, uh, of violence and, and brutality is, is sometimes amazing that, that people actually possess. And, and so, all for nothing. <laughs> e- exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: exactly. You say, well, why didn't you just get into force? Why don't you just do... There's so many things that, that defy logical thinking. And I remember being a young rookie officer, and I was just really upset about uh, a, a murder... I don't remember the details anymore, Rod, to be honest with you. And an an old time police, I mean, he had probably about 25 years on. He goes, listen, don't try to make sense in your mind of things that are totally nonsensical, that are totally insane, that are totally illogical because it'll just drive you out of your mind and you'll never come to peace with it except for what it is. It's horrific violence, and it's it's happening all over the country. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with Rod Demery, retired Shreveport, Louisiana, police detective, U.S. military veteran, and also star of the television show Murder Chose Me, which is on Wednesday nights on Investigation Discovery Channel. Brand new season starting this week. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We're going to take a short break. We will be right back. The second annual Law Enforcement Officers Weekend is June 15th through 17th at beautiful Lake George, New York. The second annual Law Enforcement Officers Weekend is a perfect, relaxing getaway for law enforcement officers active, retired, and their families. Get more information about events and activities online at leoweekend.com. Enter the code L-E-T-18 at checkout for special discounts. That's L-E-T-18 at checkout on leoweekend.com.
2: determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-419-1964. 800-419-1964.
0: 800-419-1964. That's 800-419-1964. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today Show. Joining us, very special guest, Rod Demery, retired Shreveport, Louisiana homicide detective, U.S. military veteran, star of the television show Murder Chose Me on Investigation Discovery Channel Wednesday nights. Check it out. Great show. Rod, you know, one of the things I did read your bio, and one of the things I saw was they said that you had investigated roughly 250 murders and solved every them and had a confession to everyone. And- I, I know you're not going to be surprised. The police in me went, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Because you know how yeah. police can be very cynical at times and go, you know, what the heck? But then I started doing the math in my head. So you know what? It's probably very true. It's probably very yeah. accurate. And yeah. I knew guys. I knew homicide detectives i knew uniformed police officers that had such a presence with them and such an ability to talk to people no matter where they came from that every time they sat down with a suspect that they knew they did it they found the button they found what their their trigger points were and they always got a confession i wasn't that guy i got a lot but i'm nowhere near that caliber what trait do you think these people, like you, have that makes that a possibility?
1: You know, I am. Um, yeah, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about because you know, I mean, even the police that I work with are like, well, "How would that happen?" Yeah, you yeah exactly. And, you know, and I think it's, um, I, you know, when I, when I really think about most of the, the confessions and the interviews, I, I try to go back and I realize that you know, people that that kill people want to tell somebody. The difficult part is is making yourself that person they want to tell and traditionally you know we we would think that when you you know bring somebody in the box and you're talking to them and you tell them you know hey they're going to go to prison or or whatever well some people actually don't care about that so the trick was is to find out exactly what they did care about and and you know a bunch of innocuous innocuous questions will, will answer that and you know and one instance it may be because this guy has a girlfriend and he's afraid somebody's going to see his girlfriend when he goes to jail and then they lose everything or it's a you know it, it there there are different ways to to find out and i think um and interrogation which is probably in my opinion the best part of police work is, is just that um and i think the other thing is to just be completely unbiased and and if you're not you have to be that way you know they teach us uh you know nonverbal communication and and uh, you know The read technique is a big one. But, you know, suspects do the same exact thing. They know when you're judging them. They know when you're going to let the hammer down on them. And I I think it's uh, interrogations are are probably a game of cat and mouse. But uh, if the the police is in control, they're always going to win. You know, that person's vulnerable. And even though it sounds so, you know, Contemporary now, because everybody talks about it about England in the first forty eight I, I think that's a reality because if you catch somebody right after a homicide or a suspect right after a homicide, they don't know what you know right and, and it becomes a a self preservation thing Now you go back three weeks later you're not going to get a confession because they know you don't know anything because you and did, they've you had time three to three think weeks,
0: it so. out yeah, what well, <laughs> i'm going to yeah, do and, and, and,
1: and psychologically they've come down so um it's uh, but now I can say that about homicide. For me now, when it comes to other things that I work, like Rex or uh, DWIs, I, I totally suck at it. You know, because I just don't know how to do it. Uh, you know, it. There, there are things that I'm, you know, I think God cuts us out for different, different parts of police work and law enforcement. And uh, you, know, you know, some of us, yeah, you know, my organization skills were horrible. So there were there were other detectives that were were experts at it. So we we had the ability to kind of pull everybody's different. Um, talent and make it happen, and you know that's when it, it
0: works. So you've got to have a balance. And you know, I was a real go-getter, gung ho, real aggressive, real tenacious, a uh, very proactive guy. Love going after uh, drugs and guns and all that. And but you you couldn't have a squad all of guys like me because you had to have a balance. Paperwork didn't get done. Routine calls for service didn't get handled. You had everybody out of service at the same time. Those things, now I look back and go, thank goodness we had other guys that that were a a, a countermeasure, a counterbalance.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, most police supervisors that have any intelligence about themselves, they do it that, you know, you're going to have that one guy that everybody's going to call. They know, you know, they know he's going to stir things up and you're going to have that peacemaker. You're going to have that guy that's the go getter. And, you know, I, I think that whole concept of, you know, good cop, bad cop and interrogation comes from that because you have different officers and different investigators that do different things. The mistake is trying to make them do the same thing, you know, and selective, you know, uh, appointments to positions, you know, political reasons or whatever. And I think it should just work. Um, you know, I think the biggest part of policing for investigators or even narcos is the patrol unit. You know, if you've got a good patrol officer, you can go to that officer and say, hey, man, I'm looking right. for this person. By the end of the day, they'll tell you who his mom is, what they last were arrested right. for. You know, it's a communications thing. So it's uh, certainly not, a, uh, you know, that I was this great police officer. I just had a bunch of great police officers around me.
0: That's and, a great you know, point. Because I've, I've had discussions with so many people on the show. When I was, you know, a young officer, I was uh, given my first post and my sergeant said, uh, you know, you've got to know everybody. You've got to know who the good people are. Most importantly, you got to know who the bad guys are. So that bad, bad guy runs from me. You got to know who he is and where he lives and wind up on his porch, you know, right, banging exactly. on the door, talking to his mother. And that's how you solved a lot of cases. So there, there's so many great neighborhood community police. That was a term. I, I really don't understand community policing because that was all I ever knew. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, and it's second nature. I think somebody, you know, probably um, kind of optimized on that and kind of politicized it. But the reality is, is that policemen are always going to be community police. And, and, and if you if you look at police officers, I don't care what part of the country, you know, and, and if people are able just to look beyond the issues, but they would notice, they'd see officers, unlikely places. mm mm-hmm. It's amazing to see, you know, some officers that, that, that seemingly wouldn't be at a particular place but you know, that's where their best friends are. <laughs> you know yeah. it's uh yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting and, and you know, I, I think that um real police, good police, they um I think that's a guy given calling and um you know, they follow it, they're they're always gonna be protected. You know, we've never make a lot of money, we never get a lot no. of thank yous. But for whatever reason we always seem to land on our feet. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's, yeah. I think it's a real passion. For me, it was, I really wanted to be a priest first and then decided yeah. that wasn't in my calling. And policing yeah. came right behind that because it was about, I know it sounds corny and I know a lot of people say it sounds ideological, but I really wanted to help people and I wanted to, be, uh-huh. to do a service job for people in the community. And that's what 99% of it was, was doing service work for the community, not even arresting. That was a small percentage of the job.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 um, it's funny. Uh, I um, actually, uh, when I started studying for my master's, I studied theology, and you know, I always tell people, you know, I'm, I'm not a preacher, but I do realize that policing is somewhat of a ministry. Right? Yeah. And if you do it, if you do it right, that's exactly what you do. You help people, and you feel good about it. And you know, basic tenets are, you know, God comforts us in our hours of pain, so we can comfort other people. And I don't think that I, um, I would have ever made it through life had I not done that. I mean, my mother was murdered. So, you know, going through all that and, and being able to share that experience with somebody as a, as a homicide detective and having that, that passion to go help them, it makes you feel better and you can kind of guide them through what you've been through. And it, it just works. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think enough people look at it like that, but the the way you look at it means that you are just real police. That's that's what we are. <laughs> you know, that's it's a that.
0: term that's used so often uh, in Baltimore. Is it? When someone say, you know, oh, he's in the department. And they say, well, well how was he? They go, he was real police or he is good police. Yeah. Those two were the oh, yeah. highest compliments we could give each other. Folks, we're talking with Rod Demery from the television show Murder Chose Me on Investigation Discovery Channel, a retired Shreveport, Louisiana police detective, U.S. military veteran. We're going to take a short break. I promise you we'll be back to the conversation in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere.
2: for as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs. You can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now.
0: 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. The second annual Law Enforcement Officers Weekend is June 15th through 17th at beautiful Lake George, New York. The second annual Law Enforcement Officers Weekend is a perfect, relaxing getaway for law enforcement officers active, retired, and their families. Get more information about events and activities online at leoweekend.com. Enter the code LET18 at checkout for special discounts. That's LET18 at checkout on leoweekend.com Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting You've messed up your daughter's haircut do you A get spiritual Mom where's the mirror
2: Beauty is within
1: Oh
0: We are back. This is Law Enforcement Today. I'm John Jay Wally. Joining me, we have Rod Demery. Rod is retired Shreveport, Louisiana police detective, star of the television show Murder Chose Me on Investigation Discovery Channel on Wednesday nights, I believe, 9 p.m. You said is at the time frame?
1: Nine Central, 10 Eastern.
0: Two things that came up that uh, really impressed me. And it's hard not to be impressed by. And I don't mean like, ooh, he hit 500 home runs. I mean, impressed by the humanity. You, one of the lines you say in a show is that murder doesn't want to remain quiet. It wants to be heard. It wants to be discovered. And the other one was you talked about your mom being murdered when you were just a child. Two very powerful situations. And I, I think, the first, let's go to your, 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 your mom's death. That has to be a huge motivator for what you did.
1: Yeah, you know, and and the 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 irony in that is, is that you know I I thought I didn't really know a lot about it, and, and but I think that was the the motivating factor. You know, it's I think that drove the natural curiosity. But I think probably it was the thing that 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 made me be able to relate to other people. I think in in police work, you know. You, our passion is what makes us, you know. We may be great and, and and everything else, but if we don't have the passion, we kind of suck. Right. So the passion is is just that I can I I would look at somebody and I would just feel this like God. They got to be torn apart like a you know a five or six year old kid. And I you know I'm at the crime scene. I'm thinking I know what this kid's going to experience. You know, and that was a that was a driving part a, a driving point in my career. And I I think those are the things that that make us who we are. I mean, we have to be able to relate to people. And, and, um, yeah, my mother's uh, murder was uh, probably the defining moment in my life, and I didn't really even know it at that point.
0: And it's something you didn't volunteer for. You were just, what, maybe three or four?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was three years old. And, um, you know, for a three-year-old, you know, your memory's not really there because I have not a whole lot of memory of my mother. But um, the memory I do have is the grieving of my grandparents, you know, her mother, you know, and and the despair that everyone else experienced, and even some of the fear, you know, that, you know, being, you know, five or six, you know, and this guy hadn't been arrested, how my grandmother was always over paranoid thinking that, you know, if I go somewhere, that maybe this guy's out there or something, you know, or so it's, that's something you take with you. And, and regardless of the trainer the college or the policing, you can't be, you know, you, you can't be trained to feel that. So when you hit a crime scene, you know, I always tell people when I got to a crime scene, that was the place I felt most natural before that. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. But uh, you get to a crime scene, it's like you you know what this family's experiencing. And, you know, like police officers, you know, when we talk about our fallen comrades or even soldiers, you know, we say they made the ultimate sacrifice. And I kind of view that as my mother's murder, you know. For her, you know, it, it, it produced this, this child that wanted to go out and work murders and motivate other police officers. And, you know, so it's a, you got to kind of try to find the, the benefit in it. And and even though it's difficult, you know, God's plan is always going to be for the greater good. So I think that's uh something I didn't learn, you know, until I reached 50, obviously, but uh, right. yeah, uh, you yeah. know. I don't think any police do, especially young officers. They don't know why they're doing their job, but it, it eventually comes.
0: I just wanted to go out and chase people and do all the hoorah yeah. and adrenaline. <laughs> it was such an, such an yeah. adrenaline rush in the early days yeah. that I don't think yeah. I really began to, uh, to to take notice of um, what was happening. For example, one one of the things that always stands out in my mind is, you know, in the wintertime, we wore the heavy wool reefer jackets we call them our coats and in the summer we go to short sleeve shirts and and one of the neighborhoods where i work we go to, i'm a very hairy guy you know blonde hair yeah. and little kids would come talk to you when you had a few moments and i always loved that and they would rub my arms because uh, i was yeah. such a hairy guy and i always that that will always be near and dear to my heart but i remember a few years later you know one of these young men Who'd gotten in the drug game, you know, and wound up shorting the dealer or whatever. And and I'm there when he's shot and taking his last breath. And you go, the, 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 those two scenarios don't, they don't uh, jive together, you know? And then when this young man's dying, it's like there's people standing around, like it's Saturday night WWE entertainment, eating popcorn yeah, right. and cheering. You're going, this this shouldn't be happening it doesn't make sense even to today
1: yeah yeah you know and, and i think um there's going to be that connection and then and, and and i think that's probably what it was you know most children like it they see you but you know they, they they look at you as protection and comfort and you know security and you know it's probably um uh, that's something they carry through their lives i mean i've seen guys i that that you know they were the, the the cutest little kids you know growing up on the yeah. street and then you, you see them and all of a sudden they got you know tats on their arms and ears and 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 they're, they're gunning and you almost don't recognize them but if you look deep enough you can still see that kid in He's there. Still and they, there and I think
0: yeah yeah and I think they see the same thing in us. You
1: know, like, and you, you know, at the end you of the wonder, day they respect
0: us oh yeah it, there's so many guys and this is another misconception I think people get a, a lot about policing is, is there's so many men in prison that were there because alcohol or drugs and they did something of the influence they would never do or they had five yep. bad minutes of their life now that's the majority of our prison population then you have serious hardcore violent career criminals that will never change and that my interactions, and I'm sure yours, too, with a lot of these people you wound up arresting, wasn't always filled with animosity and, and, and you know, hatred towards each other. It was, I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, there's always that relationship, and, and I, I see it, you know, throughout police work. We there are the most unlikely people that are friends. You know, there there are people that are hardened criminals that get themselves in trouble somehow, some way, and they'll find a police officer to call. And it's just amazing that, you know, uh, you know, the way it's it's usually portrayed, you know, whether it be the media or politicians, is that the, there's this huge division and, and in some cases they are, you know, I don't I don't wanna you know diminish that at all, but I think it's very understated how there are kids that have actually went through college because there was a police officer that, you know, picked them up and gave them rides to school or, you know, and there are police officers that have influenced other children to go to police work uh fire departments and in, in the military. And I think that's that's understated and, and you know, I think that's a shame because the relationships are a lot deeper than that. They're not always antagonistic and they and more than likely they're always good. You'll you'll always see the cop joking with the guy on the street
0: you do and it's it's usually people that there are the that maybe chose a, a wrong side of life we had the most interaction with and it wasn't always a a, a negative really was not i'm going to go back to that line and i'm i'm not sure if i got it quite correct but in the show it says that that murder wants to be discovered it doesn't want to remain silent can you elaborate on that
1: yeah i i think it's uh it's, it's never going to be a secret and I and you know and like I've always thought in interrogation you know the person who commits murder wants to tell and when you're on the crime scene the person who's been murdered there are so many things that they're telling you know even though they're not alive there's so many stories that they're telling and I think it's just a matter of listening to it and and you know watching the the, the person or or watching the clues at the crime scene because it's all just screaming out, you know. Uh, I think where we may miss the boat in, in some cases is that we miss that little thing, you know, because we're always looking for a huge break in the case, but it's usually something really small and subtle, and, and I think that's why most uh, murder police are the way they are, very very meticulous, and they look for the smallest things because it, it, it doesn't hide. I mean, it, uh, it, it screams out. It's just that you have to be listening in the right place to find
0: If you had a chance to tell the community across the United States something they don't understand about policing, what would that be? I
1: I, I like to tell them that, that we as police officers and anybody that is a police officer, if they've made it past their fifth year in law enforcement, they're pretty good people. Uh, very rarely do they not get weeded out early on. And certainly that I wouldn't want people or the community to think that all police officers are good because just like all doctors and nurses are good. But by and large, if you find a police officer, his only motivation is to help people. They certainly don't do it for the money. They don't do it for the accolades. They don't do it for anything other than they feel like they have something to give. The most incredible thing about police officers, um, especially the hardcore patrol officers, is that they would risk their life for anybody at any time. And you know, it's not to say that that people shouldn't look at their police departments and make sure they're running right, because I think they should. But at the same time, it's difficult to, you know, paint the entire profession or calling, I should probably say, with a broad brush, because sometimes the officers that don't look that good are probably the best people. Absolutely. Ever.
0: And by the way, you made a comment earlier about being tatted up. I've seen photos. You've got tattoos. I yeah. have them,
1: too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Uh, that, that was a Navy thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: well, mine started late yeah. in life, and I always tell people, I, I want to get more, but the problem is twofold. Either I don't have the time or I have the money. When I have the money, I don't have time, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, I have a teenage kid um, that was talking about tattoos. I said, well, uh, have you ever been in the military? Are you in a bike game? <laughs> Have you been to prison? <laughs> if you can't ask any those questions, then you really can't. You
0: better so, wait a yeah. while. I always tell people wait until yeah. you're older to decide it's something you yeah. really, yeah. really want. Because what was really cool when you're 19, you're gonna hate when the time yeah. you hit 39.
1: You're gonna hate. When you're, exactly. Exactly. Rod so.
0: Demery, I want to thank you so much for your time, uh, and I really want to thank you for your your service both in the Navy and and in policing, and and really what you're doing for the police community by telling these stories in the television show. Murder Chose Me on Investigation Discovery Channel. Wednesday nights? 9 Central. 9 Central. And 10 Eastern. 10 Eastern. All right. Rod Demery, thanks so much, man. You have a good one. appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. One of the questions I get all the time, especially when we're talking to other radio stations, about adding a Law Enforcement Today radio show to their lineup. What is your show all about? And it's not what most people would think. It's not confrontational. We feature police officers, law enforcement officers, active, retired, spouses, family members, and supporters talking about their experiences from their point of view if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest but you know doesn't want to say uh i don't want to seek attention myself we'd love to hear from and we'd accommodate them from anywhere doesn't matter where they are we're in florida they they could be anywhere minnesota wisconsin oregon doesn't matter we can uh, record them here at our studios in south florida yeah. So just contact us. The easiest way is to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the Contact Us tab. Send an email to me, jay at lawenforcementtoday.com, or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send a message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram and all that stuff too. On behalf of everyone associated with Law Enforcement Today, I'm John J. Wiley. Till next time, see ya.